Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I just wanted to tell you guys that this is the one-year anniversary of the House of Indie. We started off brand spanking new with i even had a partner he's doing great things now but i continued and we we just have grown exponentially and i just want to thank everybody out there who is listening and supported whether you have retweeted or been on the show you guys are awesome thank you for listening and here is my favorite little thing here talking to some really cool creators on this episode i speak to chris Sheehan, the co-creator of Autumnal. This is a really great book. I really hope you guys are reading this one. If you guys are not, you guys pick up the first issue. They've only got four out right now. You gotta grab it. So on to the show. Let's play that beautiful intro music. We are a proud member of the Geek Collective, an age of radio network. How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and you are listening to the House of Indie Podcast. All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me here at the House of Indie. And this is another wonderful episode because I've got a special guest. I've got the co-creator of Tomno on the line. I've got Chris Sheehan. Is it Sheehan or Sheehan? Because I know some people. Sheehan. Sheehan, okay. Because I know I've got a buddy who likes to call. He's got the same last name, but I think there's an extra letter in there. And he yeah. says Sheehan. Yeah. Dude, fantastic story, number one. Uh, like we were talking about this a little bit before I have so many friends and I have podcast buddies who have your book in the ro- their rotation almost every week. Uh, at, well, as, as it comes out, but dude, how awesome is this? This is really cool. Artwork's amazing, man. Uh, thank you. Um, where do I start? I, uh, <laughs> I, I love spooky stuff. I, uh, Alien is my number one favorite movie. And um, so working on something like this where the the monster or the villain or whatever is, is always present, but you don't really see it is something that I really love. Um, it's, it's all about the, the tension and stuff like that. So I, I, uh, when I was approached with this book, I was, I was extremely excited. It, it kind of checked all my boxes. I said yes right away. That's awesome, dude. Um, Super cool. Yeah. So, so tell a little bit about yourself here. You, this is not your, your first book. You've done so much work all across the board with all kinds of different indies. You've done stuff from Black Mask, Scout Comics. You even done a little thing for Upper Deck and Marvel. Um, I, uh, some, you even done stuff with Ryan Little. We all know in the indie circuit, we know who that is. So dude, uh, this is awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got your start here. Okay. I, uh, I've always, since I've always drawn, I feel like every artist is like, oh yeah, I've been drawing since I was, since I could hold a crayon and I, I'm no different. Um, but I, I, I was pretty young when I figured out that I really loved uh, to tell stories. And so I was never, I was never uh, introduced to comics uh, growing up. Um, No one I knew read them. And uh, so nobody was like, Oh, we got to like, here's the comic shop and here's what a pull box is. And so I, I never really was around it, but I was around 
cartoons and movies. Batman, the animated series, is huge influence for me. Yeah. Um, and then like video games and stuff and movies. And I, I, so I, when I was really young, I wanted to make movies. And, um, so I, I did, I made a lot of like short films and things when I was a teenager. That's awesome. And, uh, I made like stop motion films. I tried animation. Um, I did a lot of different things. I, I wrote, I wrote a script for a short film that someone else made. Um, and, uh, it was just, I never quite found my fit. And um, when I was uh, like a senior in high school, um, I finally had a friend who read comics and they introduced me to some great comics. And uh, um, around that time, I I graduated uh, high school in 2009. And uh, it was around that time that the first Iron Man came out. We were starting to see like, uh, like the MCU building up and, that got me really excited. I wanted to know more about that. So I started getting into comics at 18. I got into them late. Um, and, uh, and it kind of just fit because I, I could draw and I could tell stories and I, and it was like a perfect fit. Cause I, to, for me, animation was too hard. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for animators. Um, yeah. and filmmaking just, uh, I feel like that's, I felt like that was going to be a lot harder to break into mm. living in some small town um, and not being able to go to LA or anything. And I felt comics were a nice thing I could, I could, I could do to like tell stories. And mm. I fell in love. I started reading comics at 18. I got, I got my first uh, little comic job when I was 19 and it was just a, it was a little historical comic based on my hometown written by a historian Nice. And, um, and, but that, like, I really started getting into making them. I learned, I learned the tools. I, I, I figured a lot of stuff out. Um, and it was kind of an uphill battle for me. So I, I ended up taking a break and in, uh, I took a few years off to just kind of, um, work, like have a regular job and, mm-hmm. Um, kind of just draw on the side when I could. And I just started missing it a few years ago. And so in 2016, I put my, I've made a new portfolio. I put it out there. And that's when I started doing like a lot of like indie crowdfunded little mm-hmm. books like that. Um, one of my favorites that I've done is working with Ryan Little. Yeah. On uh, Prometheus. And we're, we're going to finish that series this year as well. Yeah. And, um, I, I got to do an awesome uh, one-shot comic called Deadbeat with uh, Jed McPherson. It's still one of my favorite things I've done. And I think Jed mm. is one of the best writers that no one knows about. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I just, um, I've been kind of just trying to, like at this point, like brute force my way into comics by just making as many as I can with mm-hmm. with friends that I make on Twitter and stuff. And <laughs> it eventually led me to... Um, being contacted by uh, Adrian at Vault about uh, the autumnal. Yeah, dude, this stuff is, is gorgeous. I'm looking at some of your artwork now and and the covers for uh, Prometheus and, and stuff like that. And they like the colors that you have, uh, and they very much look like a lot of the stuff that you do with autumnal as well. Um, so do you, do you tend to do deal with those like darks and reds and, 
and, and uh, gloomy type c- uh, colors. Is that is that how you is that you're just like process there with these covers and these and these colors, I should say? Yeah, I, I think it's more of a comfort zone. Um, okay. I'm trying to break out of it, but I I always fall back Dude. into using big, strong reds on my cover. My covers, um, a lot of my covers have really strong red color. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I love that, but I also want to, my portfolio is starting to not look very diverse. So I'm trying to <laughs> change that. Um, I've been adjusting my process here and there, but I tend to love, um, I tend to love having one. I like having two colors on a, on a cover, one mm-hmm. that's a little bit desaturated one and one that saturated. So it pops mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I kind of do variations of that. So a lot of my covers since Prometheus are like two to three colors. Keep it simple. I think that's the stuff that pops out best on a bookshelf. Um, yeah. Big, strong shapes. Nothing too complicated as far as like details go. Um, just strong shapes and strong colors. And I don't know if I'm right, but I, I, that's how I like to do it. <laughs> no, no, it, it looks great. Some of the some of my favorite uh, red winter covers, dude, are the ones that you do. And, and it, and it's exactly like you said, they're, they're like just a two tone or maybe sometimes there's like three, four colors yeah. on there, but there's always that bright red or that bright color in, in, in your face. And it's, it's, it looks gorgeous, man. So, but I understand where you're coming from. You're when, from a, from a portfolio standpoint, you're like, I need to, I need to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and since I color myself, I, I think it'd be good to, at, at the very least to help diversify by, by uh, having other colorists mm-hmm. color my covers sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, man. So, so I, I need to know, man, are, do we do, are, do these videos that are these, these short films that you made, do they exist out there in the ether somewhere that we can see them? Uh, they, some of them did for a while and they, they eventually kind of went away. They were on like different servers and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I, they are, they're right now in a basement on an old computer um, <laughs> and I don't have access to them at the moment. So oh, man. no one, no one will see them um, anytime soon, but I, I, uh, my girlfriend hasn't even seen them and I do oh, want to show her. I like to show yeah. like, it's fun. I made, I, I did a lot of like 3d animated movies and I did little 2d um, animation and I did like, I filmed stuff. I, I went like into the woods and filmed like my own little dumb Blair Witch thing. And <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, it was so, fun. I, I loved it. Are you ever going to try to revisit something like that? I, I don't think so. Um, I feel like I re- learning all the, all the new uh, technology would be, would take too much time. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, I would love to like work with filmmakers, you know, from a design and mm-hmm. storyboard um point of view maybe even write something yeah um i would love to do that but that'd be cool man like making my own little movies i probably won't but i'll, I'll for sure make comics forever i think that's yeah like i'll even if no one wants to make comics with me i'll make a, a bunch of my own i I, yeah. I love it so do you do you cross over a little bit into some writing i know you said you've done some of that I, um, I, I want to, I haven't, nothing is published. I, I do have some stuff in the works and, okay. um, I have some stuff that I'd like to pitch and yeah. I, uh, some of it is like really important to me. Um, one of the first comics I ever 
started was something I was writing myself, but it ended up leading to getting me work. And mm-hmm. so I never finished it. And it's at this point extremely old, but um, I'd love to um, in the next few years, start adding to my portfolio things that I'm writing and drawing myself. I'm really inspired when I see um, writers who also draw or mm-hmm. artists who also write. Yeah. Um, Heathen is one of my favorite books out there. Oh yeah. And uh, um, it's extremely inspiring to me to see how much um, Natasha put into both the writing and the art. And yeah. I'd love to do something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I think we'd all kind of love to see something like that come out from you. Okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break. But after the break, we're going to get into your process here a little bit. I want to know what makes you tick when you put your pen to the paper or your pen to the screen if you're a digital worker. So we're going to take this break really quick. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more to Chris Sheehan. All right, and we are back and Before the break, I told you guys that we were going to get a little bit deeper into a conversation with Chris here. And, dude, I need to know, uh, number one, before I ask this question, uh, I know you do a little bit of traditional work. But do you work with, do you have a hybrid? Do you do both? Or do you just prefer one or the other over digital and traditional? I I don't prefer one. I I do both. I do have a, my, my process is usually a hybrid. Um, sometimes when I, when I am behind, um, which I, I, I am right now, mm-hmm. um, it, I, I go in and I just do just digital. I, I don't do much of anything else just because it's easier to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have a little more time, I love to really mix it up. I'll, I'll like scan, um, I'll do real drawings and scan them and, um, alter them and put them into the digital work or I'll. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll do, it's always a mix of something. There's always, it's always a little different. It, mm-hmm. it kind of depends on what I'm feeling. I, 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 I do have a set process, um, but I do in every once in a while introduce something that's a little yeah. different than usual just to kind of change it up. It gives me, it's fun for me. So I can, yeah. I can walk you through it. If sure. You want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so normally I get, let's see, I have right here. I'll, uh, I'll normally get a, a script. And I tend to draw all over it. My script becomes my sketchbook. I haven't really owned okay. a sketchbook in a long time. Um, and I'll, I'll, in the script, I can't show that, but I'll do little thumbnail sketches mm-hmm. on each page um, while I read through it. Um, yeah. And uh, I used to scan them. That took too long. So I would just, now I just have them next to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'll go in digitally and do, um, uh, more detailed layouts. I'll gather like reference that need that I need to, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll also like photograph my own reference. I like to um, act in front of the camera so that uh, it's as authentic as I can get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'll I'll go from like my sketches to my layouts, and then I'll base um, the acting I do on camera off of my layouts and then I'll use that for reference for the pencils and then I ink. And um, that's interesting. I, 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 that's one that I haven't heard yet where, so, so tell me a little bit about that. When you, when you mean acting, you, you act out the script and then you kind of get a frame of reference, what somebody would like the blocking and what people would do yeah. in that moment. 
Yeah, wow. because okay. sometimes I'll draw it and it looks right. But then when I'm acting it out, I'm like, oh, no, this person wouldn't do this. Or mm. why did this suddenly switch hands? Or why aren't they leaning like this? Or yeah. um, And acting it out really helps. So I, I film myself video. I don't I don't take pictures. Um, yeah. I film myself literally acting out the scene and I'll have my girlfriend help me. Um, or I'll act if she's not around, I'll act out both parts and I'll like. I'll splice them together and just so I can see. And um, it helps me with just like body language. I feel like, I feel like, uh, especially with a comic like this one, mm -hmm. it's the subtle, like little emotional cues, a yeah. slight, slight little eyebrow raise, a shaking, like nervous hand. Um, I did another comic where a guy um, had a lot of PTSD and he was very fidgety and it's hard to show fidgeting on in a still frame. Yeah. Yeah, but a acting it out helps me kind of see um, what which frame of this video should I draw that has the most impact on the page, and uh, so I, I I do I, I act in front of the camera and then I'll I'll pencil it um, digitally and sometimes I'll print it out and ink it or sometimes I'll just ink it digitally as well. That is that's super interesting, and I love that because it makes sense. You know, you just because because the the what people will do is completely different sometimes from what you can actually put down on a page. Uh, so I can understand getting in front of a camera and saying, "Oh well, he wouldn't lean his arm this way, or or she wouldn't sit in this way." That's little not that won't that's not the way body works so yeah i love that that that's just that's it it's so simple but it just baffles my mind that why wouldn't that just be the norm super cool man i love that that process so uh i as i need to know man are we <laughs> i'm gonna ask the question again do those exist where we can we can get our hands on those or are you just gonna keep those <laughs> off to the side um those videos <laughs> well i mean like a lot of them like i'm in my underwear so i don't really show okay. them but yeah, no, we um don't. <laughs> my 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 girlfriend had helped me a lot with uh the autumnal uh -huh. um and uh, she does a lot of the acting for oh that's Kat. so cool and uh, so I, she's actually posted some screenshots of her acting um, with panels that they match. And mm -hmm. uh, it was a while back that she had posted that stuff. That's so, cool. so I don't, I don't, yeah. I could probably, I don't know how I would show you on here. Well, I was going to ask, um, I was going to ask, how far do you go? Do you guys like, do you go far? And before you told me you, you, most of them you do in your underwear. I was going to ask you, how far do you go? Do you guys go so far to, you know, actually, you know, dress in character? Uh, sometimes um, it, for, for things that I want to get right. Um, I'll like, like from, for uh, Prometheus that I did with Ryan Little, mm -hmm. um, I based Prometheus's leather jacket off of a jacket that I owned oh, so, so that cool. I could wear it and see it from various angles, light uh -huh. it different ways if I had to, and um, it would come out right. And uh, so I'll, I'll do things like that. Um, I, I, there are things that I can draw, um, without I, needing to see it, like pants. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not always in pants. Um, I can draw shoes. I can mm -hmm. draw shirts. So it's not, that's not a huge yeah. deal, but certain specific things sometimes I'll will, like if I, um, if I were to, uh, have someone in a tuxedo, I would mm -hmm. definitely want to wear something at least close to that because, the folds in a tuxedo work differently than what I usually draw or wear. Yeah. So it's something that I would, that I'm not perfectly comfortable with. So I would go as far as like wearing 
bits and pieces of what you'll end up actually seeing in the drawing. Okay. Um, but it's never like exactly, uh, the same. Um, I know some people actually do, um, go, go that far. They'll dress up. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's, they'll even that's get really models cool. for photo shoots and stuff. And yeah. Um, I don't, I don't do that, but I, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some comic shops who, who, uh, pay, uh, people or they have some of the, 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 the employees dress up as characters that they are promoting that week in their shop. So it's kind of cool. Some That's awesome. people, people do some really awesome artistic stuff with this stuff. Man. Yeah. Just, just the other day, uh, a girl on Twitter did, uh, uh, the autumnal inspired makeup. Oh, so cool. So how does that feel, man? It's cool. Like to see something that you've worked on and, and, and you actually have people that are loving it and, and now they're doing cosplay or makeup or different things like that of characters that were, that were in your head and now they're out there. Yeah. It's cool. It's, uh, I've always thought like it's the equivalent of like being a musician and oh, yeah. the audience is singing your song back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just something really special about that. Mm. And uh, co- I feel like cosplay or at the very least just there was a when when our book, book was first coming out, a, a girl had bought the Comfort Not sh- sh- T-shirt mm. and posed like one of our covers. And to me, that was the coolest thing yeah. I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so as cool. simple as like that. But um, here is. Let's see. Let's see if I oh, can. yeah, I can see it. So for the people who who are not watching on on our on our camera here, uh, her Twitter is her name on here is Amy Thunderjam, and her Twitter account is if she be worthy, and um, I just I wanted to give it a shout out because it's so yeah. cool. I I did retweet it. If you go to my Twitter, cool is okay, awesome. Yeah, maybe I'll have you send that link to me so that I could probably post it with the with the audio of this show so super cool man everybody's process is completely different and this is one that i've not not heard yet we're we're running out of time here but before we do uh tell everybody a little bit about uh your books that's that's coming out you got autumnal we just had issue four drop right is that correct or no was it four or five four four okay so we just had issue four drop and we got uh, issue five coming up very soon issue four kind of released a lot of the secrets that people might have been wondering from the first three issues a lot of the secrets about the town about um clementine biddle about the the past and um why people are afraid of the leaves why mm. people are excited about the uh, winter solstice and and um so the uh, issue four gets into a lot of that and that's out now. Um, issue five, uh, that's when things start happening fast. Mm-hmm. So from five to the end, um, it'll end at issue eight. Things are going to start happening faster. A lot of bigger scares, a lot of, um, wow. tension and, uh, a big ending. So cool. I, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm reading on. I'm sure that everybody out there who's listening to this, they uh, are big, huge fans of the book. And, and I suggest if you guys haven't picked this one up, pick it's only out issue four right now. So pick it up. You guys can grab it out at your local comic shop anywhere you can right now. Uh, I'm sure you can grab it from Vault uh, if they still have copies. 
You know, so, but you can get it on Comixology if you can't find yourself a copy right now. Dude, it was a whole lot of fun talking to you. We could have talked for hours because that's really cool. And for the people who are just listening to us, uh, we're sitting here right now wearing the same shirt and we didn't call each other. I'm just letting you know, we're, we're both wearing a Star Wars shirt. He's got the same exact shirt, dude. He's got great taste. I'm just telling you, we have the same taste. <laughs> Almost the same glasses. <laughs> Almost the same glasses. He's got a cool hat. I got a cool hat. So I'm telling you guys, you guys got to check this stuff out. Okay, dude, before we go and, and move on here, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, if you have a pre-order co- code for issue five, all that good stuff, plug away. I don't have the code, um, but I likely will post it. Um, so I think the best place to follow me is on Twitter. Okay. My Twitter cool. is Chris Sheehan art, all one word. So you, you get another S after the first S it's Chris S H E H A N art. Um, and that's the same as my, uh, Instagram. Um, those are the, I think the best places to follow me. I post, uh, art, little, little panel snippets from the autumnal and anything else I happen to be working on, on there. And, um, I uh, post pictures of my dog sometimes too. So that's good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. I have issues code right here for you guys. It is DEC201751 for issue five if you guys want to grab that one. So uh, head to previewsworld.com and get this one. You guys are going to want to. I guarantee it. It's going to be great. Dude, again, I thank you for hanging out uh, here on the House of Indie. If you guys want, you guys can head on over to scoutcomics.com at checkout. Type in G-E-E-K and get 10% off. Thank you again for hanging out right here on the House hey, of Indy. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. We will see you guys next time. We have some more amazing creators on the next episode. Stay tuned. Head on over to houseofindypod.com and listen to all the archived episodes you guys will not be disappointed. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The House of Indy. My name is Joey Galvez. I will see you later. Can you say The House of Indy? At the House of Indy. <laughs>